Join Pastor David this morning as he begins to walk us through who Jesus is and who he is to us. So we hope that you're blessed and truly enjoy this service this morning. Turn with me to John, John the 18th chapter. One of my, one of the other pastors once asked me why I don't get one of those electronic devices to read the scripture out of. But see, this is the thing. It takes me time to find the scripture, so that gives you time to find the scriptures. John, the 18th chapter. And I'm going to start at the fourth verse. This is Jesus in the garden about to be arrested. The fourth verse. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Now, this is, by the way, uh, my bit of Greek knowledge. His reply was, I am. I am, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am, they drew back and fell to the ground. In that moment, in that moment, the glory of God the Son was revealed to them. You see, I am is a translation of the personal name of God, Yahweh. Jesus, most of the time when he walked around, he, he, he was like, an ordinary man, well, an extraordinary man, but a man nevertheless. But this moment, and these men were not believers. They were there to arrest him, and they did arrest him. But for one moment, they had a revelation of the glory of God the Son. You see, the question that I want to ask you is this today. Do you hunger for a revelation of God the Son? Do you hunger for a revelation of God the Son? In Matthew, the 16th chapter... Matthew, the 16th chapter, and I'm going to begin with the 13th verse. When Jesus came to the region of, of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? 
They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But who do you say? What about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Joseph, uh, Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter believed in Jesus before this moment, by the way. It's obvious. He followed him, and uh, he was being mentored, discipled by him. There's no doubt that, Jesus be- that he believed in Jesus. But something happened here. Something that was a step beyond. In his confession was a leap of faith. Faith. He moved from faith to faith. In that moment, he had a revelation of who Jesus really was. A revelation that went beyond his belief up till that moment. And it is not... um, It is not unconnected that six days later in Matthew, the 17th chapter, we have this story. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. By the way, this is one of those stupid things you say when you don't know what to say. Well, this is good, right? (laughs) Okay. Um, If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. See, Peter said, I want to live here. I want to live in this mountain, uh, on this mountain of transfiguration, where we're seeing you in all your glory, While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. 
Do not be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. I don't believe it is by chance that that transfiguration came just six days after that moment of internal revelation. I don't believe it was by chance. I believe, in fact, that opened the door. One of the interesting things to me is there are several scenes in, in the Bible that describe how one person saw and heard something and the people standing around them didn't hear it. There's an instance where, G, where Jesus' father speaks from heaven and some of them just sat, hear thunder and others hear his voice clearly. And it had all to do, I believe, with something in here. With something in here. I've told my story before here, at least some of it. I grew up in church. I grew up a, um, a hater. I hated Jesus. I hated God. They all talked about love and all of this thing, and all they did was reject me, despise me for what, what I was. By the way, I want you to tell you something. You cannot truly hate something you don't believe in. That's the truth. It's not a question of whether you believe. It's a question of what you believe. So on that day when I... When I went up Prayer Mountain, I, I, I knew Jesus exists. I knew that God existed. I'd been introduced just a year earlier to the first adult person who I felt liked me. He was our youth pastor, Ron Shires. And he insisted that, in spite of what the other kids thought, that I be included. That I not be included, including this in, in this youth thing. So up the hill I go. I'm in the midst of, I guess what you call in modern terms, an existential crisis. My life was so miserable, I wanted to kill myself. And I went up that hill, and I said to God, look, if you can do something with me, fine. Otherwise, I'm going to kill myself. And a cloud came in, and I had a revelation. And I was part of a whole generation called the Jesus people. I know I talk about the Jesus people all the time. Got any other Jesus people here that were in that movement? Okay. We looked around at our society and we saw hypocrisy and we saw nothing but selfishness and, and hatred and... Um, you know, and, and, and it was with the hippies, you know. But then 
we were sort of like those guards. Because we came looking at Jesus much like we would look at Buddha or any great teacher. And what we found was I am. What we found was something bigger. Someone who we could devote our entire life to. Devote every aspect to. This was my, this was the end of my search and the beginning of my journey. In that up there, in a way that I cannot even begin to explain, I experienced God. That hunger that I had was satisfied beyond belief. One of the things about this story of Peter is that Peter failed, failed Jesus terribly at times after that. But always came back. Always came back. And I believe that that revelation of Jesus, he could not escape ever. You know, Paul had a similar experience. And the, the real interesting part of this, because one of the people who experienced this was John. I love John. Um, and John, by the way, wrote a whole book to share the revelation that he had. It's called the Book of Revelation. It's actually called, the full name is, the Book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. You ever read the title of it? It's, it? It has a lot about the future, but it is about a revelation of Jesus Christ. And in 1 John, his first epistle, 1 John, the first chapter, Beginning with the very first verse, this is what he writes. This is the same John. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. And by the way, the, the form of that word in Greek means that we heard and are still hearing which we have seen with our eyes and again. The form of the word seen, we have seen and are still seeing. Which we have looked at and our hands have touched. And again, the idea that somehow we are still feeling the warmth of touching the body of Jesus Christ. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify it 
to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And then this part. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is what John is saying. We heard him and his, his words are ringing in our ear. We saw him and as if we are still seeing him. We, we touched him and our hands are warm still from touching him. But now we want you to experience this. We're sharing this so that you can hear his voice. So that you can see him as if he's standing right beside you. As if you can feel his touch on you. As palpable as if he was physically there. The word of God is still, still effective, meaning that this is still something that you can share in. You can have that moment that Peter had when Jesus said, well, who do you think I am? And Jesus, and, and for that moment, Peter knew, absolutely knew in his heart and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You can have that moment. You can have that moment where you stand on the mountain of transfiguration. And you see and hear the glory of God. See, this is what I want from you. I want you to come to the edge of that cliff. I want you to peer over it. And then I'm going to push you. That's what I want to do this year. And there are some of you, they've ha you've had that experience. But it's been a long, long time since you've been up that mountain. That day on that mountain, I did indeed jump off a cliff. It wasn't the one I thought it was going to. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to start the year by doing. And I'm going to keep urging you to come over. Come on, come on, closer. Just a little closer. That's what I want to do this year for you. Because that's what we're supposed to do. I. I take myself to the cliff. 
Last night was one of those times. I take myself to the cliff and jump off again. Revisit that mount, my mount of transfiguration. That's the journey I want to take you on. And I hope you're willing to come and to be part of it. used to me preaching and so I was like surely he's not done yet I've just barely opened up with my joke 12 o'clock so uh, I'm not ready that's the moral of the story is we're not ready give us a second the last time no Morgan Thank you again for joining us this morning as we learn who Jesus is. Remember, if you need prayer, you can reach out to us at mike at prayer at thegatheringorfino.com. Again, have a blessed week.